Good morning. It is time for another episode of the podcast of Ask a Black Woman. And today, today I am going in. I'm going hard on Beachella, snatching the the cup of uh, milked cream down coffee that is Taylor Swift over the stove, knocking it off the Starbucks counter. Oh, yes, I said it. That's why I feel the last seven days has went down between Taylor um, releasing that ridiculous cover of September by the best band of that ever did it uh earth went in fire that's how i feel about her doing it but then beachella coming up and swooping it up and showing you showing you how if you're gonna do something for the culture you gotta do it right that's that that's what i said if you're gonna cover it cover it right and then all in the same swoop we have the whole situation with starbucks so i say beachella came and swooped up that little uh cup of coffee that had nothing but cream and no coffee in it she knocked the son of a gun off the doggone counter in a um, racist starbucks location out in philly that's how i'm feeling yeah obviously i am ultra hype i'm hoping you like where i'm going so far with this stay tuned i'm gonna tell you why it means so much to do things right if you're going to take it from the culture. I said it. Thanks for listening. It's time to talk about it today. Okay, so let's go ahead and get into it. What you just got through listening to was the original cover of Zombie uh, by Fela, uh, who is the Baba, the father of Afrobeat music, which, by the way, is what you heard a sample of it at Beachella's performance. Like, come on. So let's just rewind. Let's just rewind. Let's get to it. Let's talk about this situation with Taylor about a week ago and how she did her country folksy um, rendition of September. And the the reason why it means so much to me is because yours truly is a 1978 baby. And September was released in 1978, the greatest year done by the greatest band that ever done it. Earth, Wind and Fire. And and I have a problem with it because I am an EWF 1978 baby. Okay, and I'm really, really, really talking about how my uncle Vic bless him he 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 raised me right he 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 fed me on real food and real music and that was a part of my diet and so it's a special thing that we share anything earth wind and fire and and when i need to to purge when i need to really 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 you know think about life and go in I could count on the ministry of Earth, Wind, and Fire to do so, amen? And so, you know, call me a, a bougie snob about Earth, Wind, and Fire, but I'm really peculiar about who's going to touch their music. You know, I realize, you know, actually, I'm no, no better than elders who who, who are very uh, particular about young folk making music. So I don't care because it's my opinion. And, you know, just, just so you know, I, I really understand that Taylor Swift did her. She did what she know how to do best. And obviously, it ain't got nothing to do with making soul music. Obviously, it was not for the culture. Girlfriend didn't give a damn because she Taylor Swift and she sell millions no matter what she do. She did it for her people. As a matter of fact, I saw somebody post online. I think it was the Washington Post. Somebody tweeted and said, why do I feel like I am in a, a field of daffodils wearing my blue jeans squirt twirling in the sun while my non-existent boyfriend grabs me and we kiss and I feel like I'm, I'm in love. That's what she created for. She didn't create it for the backyard, countless backyard barbecues and family reunions that we've grown accustomed to seeing and hearing and having the feel of family 
in that song the way we've experienced it for my people, Wakanda Nation, black folk in America, worldwide. And just to be fair, I understand that Earth, Wind and Fire, um, they are worldwide status. And so when me and my uncle have gone to Ravinia, we are not the only kind of people that are enjoying Earth, Wind and Fire. So I'm going to say this, you know, at the end of the day, let's Taylor Swift and her can go ahead and, and eat it up and buy the music and use use them words. Because as a songwriter myself, I want Earth, Wind and Fire to get their coin. But damn, damn, triple damn on the way she did it. Because you know what I am for? I am for when I see uh, non-blacks do it right. They can sing it their way, but to have some soul in it. Here's, a, here's an example. I actually caught an episode of Showtime at the Apollo last week. And it has changed. Yes, I do recognize that. But that's not what this episode is about. It has definitely changed. And But last week, I saw them introduce a band. It was a diverse mix. It was black, white, etc. in the band. And um, they said they were going to do Bill Withers' Use Me Up. And so they had a brother with locks. And I'm going, I, I kid you not, just the way I'm wired, I just assumed that the brother with the locks was going to lead the song. Well, to my surprise and what I would find to my delight was that one of the white guys in the band was the one who led that song. And he put a gospel um, scowl on it. Uh, wine on, on on that song he sung like he 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 had soul in him like he had just had you know a plate of collard greens that was swimming in back fat uh when he did it and he knew he knew his audience he wasn't gonna step up in the apollo theater no matter how gentrified the whole area has become or how much the show has changed he knew his audience and he knew damn well not to be coming up in there and put a folksy spin on 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 use me up even though it, it's a it's not a frills kind of song it's just the fact that you don't have to have some soul to pull that off and he brought the house down had everybody on their feet because he know what's up now 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 if you're gonna do do your own little set at a, at a little hole in the wall um, in, in, in rural Alabama where the people are, are they look more like Taylor Swift I understand but you don't come come like that but the fact she did a public cover of it uh, lets us know it wasn't for us and so but that's alright because let's go ahead and talk about what B did how she basically came forward and said reparations are due stay tuned Thank you. Thank you. It's still we're continuing to party on. We're talking about reparations for the culture. You know, we already have <clears throat> a high billing um, for reparations that have not been paid. And I don't like it's going to be done in my lifetime. And quite frankly, I'm not waiting for them B.I.s to be giving me my reparations. But I want to talk about reparations because, first of all, Taylor Swift kicked it off with her crazy self with this cr crazy cover in September. We need to add that to the tab, um, along with the countless other people who have essentially snatched, you know, things and called them all their own. Like rock and roll is really black. Let's just be let's be clear. We ain't going to talk about Elvis Presley, but I'm just going to drop that on you. You can Google it. Google that. Uh, so we want to talk about for the culture and stealing black art and songs, etc. 
it reminds me of the dream girls um, story you know how they would take something that was purely soulful and then make their crossover hit and then they would be the ones to get paid for it you know but I digress what I'm doing in this segment let me get that out of my system system um, I want to try my best to mesh um, the Philly situation with Starbucks and then um, um, Beachella I, I know it sounds weird but this is how it's going down so um when I think about the brothers sitting in the Starbucks minding a business, not posing a threat, and it was just a reminder that um, living while black in America is still a crime in America. And um, just our fairy presence seems to be an annoyance. It is time and time again I want it. And I just, I just, it made me angry to see that. And um, there was just no words and no explanation for it. And then for, did it really call for the whole Philly piece? They came in there deep to get them brothers. They weren't basically threatening nobody. None of that. Just waiting on somebody. And I saw mixed um, responses online. I saw people saying, well... If they hadn't been waiting in a Starbucks, you know, is it is, is their fault because they were there in a Starbucks? Why weren't they in a black owned establishment? So they should be punished because they're not patronizing a black establishment. And I get it. I though I really um it's interesting to me that when these things happen, all of a sudden it's well you should buy black type of thing. And it has nothing to do with that. The point of the matter is is that they were living while black, doing something that was not a harm and that people do all the time. People will lay up in Starbucks all day and they might buy one cup of coffee. They might and no one says anything. It's a no one. I've done it my damn self. Um, so I don't. I think that was an ignorant response. And I saw, I'm not sure if you guys saw it. But you should look it up as well. Check out the video of the CEO of Starbucks. Um, his response to it. And now let me know what you think. Now I'll be honest. I When I watched it. I actually was going along with it. Up until the very end. Where his response was full out corporate training for his staff he said that and I get that as a response then I began to think um, and agree with some others online that it was definitely corporate speak but then again he has a big corporation and so he has to be um, very deliberate in his response uh, before he goes public and worldwide with it so I wasn't uh, really upset about it it doesn't mean that um, they are um, that he does not mean what he's saying about um, this is not who we are, is not what I am, etc. I don't, I don't think so. I think that just like with the old Navy situation that happened a while back, if you if you are familiar with it, where um, it was a location, it was a location and a culture um, uh, that was like that, where uh, you know there was a person that was profiled. Um, and removed from the store I saw something where some black women were at a restaurant I forget it was a chain uh, I want to say it was Denny's in a mall and 
they uh, were accused of walking out on a bill. It was so um, I think that these are is not necessarily representative of the company itself, but more um, a reflection on the character of the people that are hired there. And the reality is, is that they are everywhere. It's not just Starbucks. It's not Old Navy. It is their country. Right. So it's not to absolve Starbucks of it. So let me just continue because I'm not apologizing for it all. What I have not seen as a response to it is compensation, expungement of record. And I want to see the actual heartfelt apology straight from Starbucks on behalf and I'd like to see the firing I have not seen the firing if you seen the firing I want y'all let me know I believe they should be fired I actually had a situation a few months ago on my day job where uh, one of the members called in and she had a funky attitude etc and um, she called me the n-word recorded and like those um, young men where it looked like they weren't up in arms, right? Because if it's a white person being profiled, right? They going to blow the house down. They going to have a fit. But for the most part, with black men, black people in general, it's not a shock. And so when you look at their faces, when they're being apprehended for absolutely no damn, at, at the level um, they were, it, it, they had no damn reason. No one was throwing a fit because this is living while black and being black and man in this country. And when the um, caller, the member at my job, called me the N-word, I got off that call and uh, it, it, I was heated. Then I began to take more calls. And it wasn't until almost an hour later where I realized, oh, I should notify my manager to flag that call. I wasn't even calling for her uh, any rep, um, reprimand for the member at all. It was my white boss who actually uh, escalated it all the way to um, our national, our executive director of the organization to have her membership removed completely. Um, but because we're used to it and underneath it all as much even as a christian woman uh i my hope and my expectation should be you know better of people but the thing is i'm not surprised because um the racism and the bigotry is so uh embedded in our country it's going to take a lot um for there to be a change if it will be a change specifically in america so um Add that to the reparations. I need to see more reparations beyond corporate training uh, from Starbucks. So until then, and not to say that I drank Starbucks to begin with. Thankfully, I don't have a coffee addiction, especially one that costs me to spend a bare minimum five bucks a day on it. (laughs) I shudder to think. Um, uh, Never. Uh, Wouldn't be going back in there. Wouldn't be doing it. Um, So... um, Add that to the reparations list. And um, I thank you. I thank you as I segue into my closing argument about Beachella um, coming for all the reparations, coming for all of the culture um, and everything unashamed and unapologetically black, black, blacker than black. I am chest sticking out in every aspect of the way. Just did it. Um, it made me shed a thug tear because I didn't graduate from an HBCU. 
And so she gave me all of my life, you know, throughout my life, I've had to, um, you know, string together bits and pieces of things, HBCU and nature, you know, with, you know, your stump the yard kind of movies and things. And it made me proud because I've done things, you know, I've been a part of a step ministry before I've been um, in situations like that. And, uh, you know, I'm a spitter and all of that. And I've taken African dance class. And so she made my heart jump with the fela and all of that. And so I had to string it together, but she gave us all of the culture. And I, I laughed along with everyone as I saw them, you know, comment and say she brought the blackest, blackest uh, showcase to the whitest festival that you could ever think. And um, how uh, if you looked at the span of faces by the time she got to the swag surf and all of that, uh, how flat they looked. Now I admit, I didn't know nothing about no damn swag surf, but my black card ain't revoked. I tell you that. Um, but uh, I think the commentary was basically, I think that for me, I think a lot of uh, non-black people were just screaming because they are fans of her in general, that she's won them over with all the other work that she's done. Uh, they were just enthralled by the presence that she brought and they might not have understood everything, uh, but uh, I expect them to go and figure it out. I expect them to do so. So I thank you. I thank you, Beyonce. And, and I thank you for what you've done. I thank you. And, um, yeah, we're, we're, we're waiting uh, for applications to open up for um, uh, BU, BKU, whatever you're going to call it. Um, my son, not to be born, Power will be attending. And um, I... No matter what, it is a good day to be black in this world. Um, I, I felt like that before Beachella, but now, even at the, you know, we had Wakanda. And like, how how could it not get any better than this, right? Um, yeah, she just extended um, Black History Month another two, three months. And for that, I'm grateful. You better ask somebody. You better ask a black woman. And today, we're going to ask Beachella. And I'm glad that what she did it poured all the black coffee back in the pot over what Taylor Swift, the blasphemous that she done. I'm going to let you go. I'm glad. I hope you enjoyed today's segment. Comment. Let's talk about it. Let's rap about it. I will post you. I will listen. You know how I do. Y'all stay beautiful. Y'all stay black. <laughs> stay loving the culture. Peace. And you know what? Fact check. It just dawned on me. I know we were concluding this episode, but Allie Willis is one out of the three writers of the song September. I actually volunteered for one of her house parties in North Hollywood. <laughs> Allie Willis is white, <laughs> just so y'all know. Uh, so if we want to talk about for the culture, she, she co-wrote September. I guess we could let Taylor slide. Ah, not. Just that I would get a little fun fact and give y'all something to laugh about. Stay easy. Stay black. Thank you for listening. Hey, Sis Diva, how are you? I am Red Sable, and the name of my station is Fuel Your Soul. And I just wanted to stop by to say a quick... You go, girl. I salute you. Thank you so much. Poetic Fridays is amazing. It gave me such energy and warmth to see that there are so many of us here on Anchor that 
are artists, we are writers, we are poets, we are singers, we are we we do so many things and we're so willing to be able to share that and to lay it all out there authentically and unapologetically and and happily. So thank you for continuing to do that. And I enjoyed it and I will continue to tune in. So thank you so much. Keep doing what you're doing. Love and blessings. Keep rising and soaring. Have a blissfully blessed and beautiful night. Take care.